The Boston Celtics walk into the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. and lay the smack down on the Washington Wizards. What did I like? Just about everything except the fourth quarter. We're going to talk about it all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Hilario B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts like when they play on a Saturday or next week when they play on Friday and Saturday. So I've got plenty of content for you here on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. It's free. It's available everywhere you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Comment. Let me know what you think about the Celtics 126-107 win over the Washington Wizards. I'm John Corrales. I played a long time ago. And I thank you for everybody who came here. Uh, I'm here in D.C. Uh, if you know if you can hear me differently, because my equipment's a little bit different on the road, where you can obviously see this is not a green. I'm actually I can walk away from like oh look at all of this and walk back like this is I'm actually at the Capital One Center or Capital One Arena in D.C. So uh, it's it's fun. So thanks to everybody who came up and say hi and who mimic my intro like oh, oh former basketball player blah 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 uh so all right let's get into it i i it's a little bit different format because there's nothing that makes me go hmm in this one uh i just didn't like the fourth quarter and the bench which i'll save for later but there was so much to like and i think we're going to spend a lot of time in the first and second segments talking about that stuff today's show is brought to you by game time Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LockdownNBA. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, the, let's just start right off the top here. The focus: the Celtics came into DC, one twenty-six, one hundred seven. Jalen Brown thirty-six points, Jason Tatum thirty-three points, combined sixty-nine points, and a very nice performance by the Jays. And I think right off the bat, the 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 big takeaway here is. This Celtics team, fair or not, we're going to compare them to what they did last year. This Celtics team was one that I think a year ago was too casual when it came to games like this. And there's always an issue. Every fan of a good team will always say of a bad team, uh, when they face a bad team, they'll say, our team, they, they just never seem to get up for these bad games. And there's always some sort of issue about getting up for these bad, bad teams. It's not a Celtics-specific thing. I think the Celtics took it to a different level last season. It was just consistently bad performances or consistently came, even if they came out and played well, they let go of the rope so many times to see them come in here and just immediately start attacking. They had, they had every reason and they, they fell into none of the traps you play two great games, You not two great games, but you, but you had two nice wins, right? You're in New York uh, on the first night, uh, the opening night, and being at MSG, that's going to give you a lot of you know juice. And being at home against Miami, that was treated like a playoff game, that got, had a lot of juice. Then you come over here and you say, mm, you know, it's the Wizards. 
They suck. I'm sorry, but the Wizards are not very good. And very easy to come out and be like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to sit here and, and jack a bunch of threes, and we're going to try to see if we can find a rhythm. And, and maybe uh, if you get hot, then you can blow them out. And if you're not, yeah, you cruise along till the fourth quarter, and then we'll turn it on. They didn't do that. They came out right away. Uh, Daniel Gafford was out with the ankle sprain. And another reason where they could have said, oh, well, we came in focused, but now they're missing their big guy. They're they're not going to – they're missing somebody important to them. We're just going to relax. And they didn't relax there either. In fact, they saw the opportunity and just attacked relentlessly. Uh, they, they really made an effort to get into the paint – and I'm going to pull up some numbers for you about how well they attack the paint because I put them in Boston Sports Journal when I did my game report. And they, well, first of all, their their first quarter was just amazing right away. Uh, they were, um, wow, I am struggling to find these numbers. They were very good in the paint. They were very good in the uh, restricted area. And the numbers that they put up, were indicative of a team that's ready to come out and and play uh, the type of attacking basketball that you want them to play without Daniel Gafford there. So it was uh, especially encouraging to see them attack the way they did. So I'm sorry, I thought I had the numbers in front of me. I don't, but they were uh, they shot extraordinarily well at the, in the restricted area. They shot extraordinarily well in the paint. Daniel Gafford wasn't there. So they just Porzingis in the beginning, seven shots in the first quarter, just attack, attack, attack. Jalen Brown went at the rim. Jason Tatum went at the rim. And then Jalen, you know, hits that hits a, a pull up three. And you could tell right away that was going to be uh, a Jalen Brown night. And he went off for, for 36 points. So, uh, to see this focus early on is very encouraging. It's only three games, right? So let's not go too crazy. It's only three games. And in those three games, there's plenty to go back and look at. And you say, well, you could have done better here. You could have done better there. Actually, I think this game here, minus the fourth quarter, which I'll get to later, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like they, I thought they, they played really well. Uh, Joe Mazzula coached it really well. They went into uh, a full court press in the second quarter. They were up by a ton and they still went full court press. I like that. I like that he called a timeout in the second second quarter when the Wizards went on a 7-2 run. And I asked him about that. And he said, look, we were giving up too many easy baskets early in the shot clock. It's not that they made a 7-2 run. It's going to happen. It's that we were giving up the shots early in the shot clock, and that's how teams come back. And so he called a timeout to reset his team. Really important. A good coaching. Uh, and and the I love the fact that he called for that full-court press. It's just the message to the guys. Keep your foot on the gas. Uh, that's a, that's a, a great coaching decision to say the message is, is going out to these players that they cannot let up because you can't go out there and, pl- and play full court and press full court and not be uh, 
not not be fully engaged. You have to be fu- you have to be fully engaged. So uh, th- just the fact that they came out and played so well and opened up a twenty five point lead early. They uh, their lead grew to thirty seven at one point, even though it finished at what was it nineteen? Uh, got down to like sixteen at one point, but that they came out and just hammered Washington. It's exactly what you want a good team to do. It's exactly what you want a good team to do. Let's talk about more individual stuff, other things that I liked, including the the defense. Some more from Brown and Tatum, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, the defense, Jalen, uh, uh, Derek White, and Drew Holiday. Very important defensively here for the Celtics, and amazing to watch. Uh, that's all coming up next. First, Today's show is presented by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and FanDuel has a great deal for first-time users. If you're a first-time user, go out there and bet $5. If you win a $5 money line bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. Any winning $5 money line bet gets you $150 if your team wins in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is a great time to do it. So easy to use that app. You can, it's thumb through a bunch of different sports, whatever you want, basketball, uh, world series is going on plenty of bets, prop bets, but you also have the spreads, the over-unders and a ton more at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. This is for first time users. If you're going to be a first time user, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on kick off the NFL season. If you're just getting into it, tip off the NBA season. We're getting into the full swing here. Uh, heading into November. So check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on. Just ask you if you're going to do it, go for it. It's up to you, but please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Would love to have you on the Lockdown NBA podcast, which will be tomorrow. This is the Tuesday show. Wednesdays, I do Lockdown Celtics and Lockdown NBA. So check that out wherever you get your podcast. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. I hope you enjoy the look at the league from my perspective and Jake Madison's perspective and all of our perspectives. Find it wherever you found this podcast. So the Celtics defense, like we're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, you look at a lot of the way they scored and and how they were uh, effective in, in, in the paint and how that led to three-point shots. But, man, I got to – whoops, I did not unclick that. Uh, they, 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 I have to um, – Shout out Drew Holiday and Derek White, who are just relentless. Let's see. Drew Holiday, two block shots and a steal. Derek White, one block shot and two steals. Uh, Derek White's dad called them the stock exchange. Now, if you know blocks and steals combined, they call them stocks. And to call Derek White and Drew Holiday the stock exchange, I love it. I'm all in. That's the new nickname. I, I think it's amazing. I compare them to uh, now. I am just going to be so much more nerdy about this. Uh, I compare them on Boston Sports Journal to Peregrine Falcons because if you know a Peregrine Falcon, <laughs> this is so silly. Peregrine Falcon uh, is the fastest animal on the planet because it flies above all the other its prey, and it attacks it from the blind spot. It's the only one that attacks in midair. And I see Derek White and Drew Holiday kind of like hanging in people's blind spots, and then they pounce, they attack, 
and it's a super fast attack. And before you know it, the, the, the ball is gone and it's going the other way. The way these two guys play defense, it's amazing. And the Celtics are going to, when they when they have those guys on the floor or when they decide to go full court pressure, when they decide to go, uh, you know, heavy, heavy attacking, uh, blitzing, those guys can can be very, very disruptive. The Celtics ultimately forced 15 turnovers for 23 points. Uh, that's that's overall in the game. They they really were effective throughout the first three quarters. I'm, I'm more looking at like the, the overall box score shouldn't even be like the, the, the final box score. It's the first through third quarter box score that I really should be looking at. When the Celtics forced 13 of those 15 turnovers and got 21 points, where they won the turnover battle. Now, the final box score, and we'll get to this next, the Celtics lost the turnover battle. But in the first quarter through third quarter, it was 13 to 10 turnovers, and the Celtics had were plus seven in the points off of turnovers. And that was so, uh, so heavily dependent on White and Holiday, not only just getting out there and being aggressive, just the, the way they attack, the way they read the game, the way they see it. Uh, those two, it's a special duo at the top of the key. Uh, so it's just, it's an amazing thing to watch. Uh, Jalen. Yeah. Okay. 36 points, uh, but eight of 13 from three, he's going to have these hot nights. When you have these hot nights, that's what's going to happen. You score 36 points. But six rebounds was huge, and a couple of assists and three steals. He was a plus 32 in the game. That's that's just as important as anything. And I think it was very important for Jalen to get this um, these, these two big games. He had, what, 27 in against Miami and in the big fourth quarter. He had the big first quarter in this one, 16 points in the first quarter and the 36 overall, but to come out and set the, 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 the tone here after an 11-point game to open up the season, I thought it was very important for Jalen to kind of get these two huge games under his belt so he can understand, like, this isn't you sacrificing, giving everything up. This is, like, your day to sacrifice happened to be on the first day of the season, but it, and it will come up again. But to get these games, the, the 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 second and third game, to be like, oh yeah, by the way, Jalen, you don't have to go. You don't have to go out there and say, I got to prove that I'm the best player on the floor or one of the best players on the floor. We know it. We know you're one of the best players on the floor. We know you're one of the best players in the league. You were second team All NBA. We know it. Some days it's going to be your night. Sometimes it's not going to be. Sometimes. Porzingis is going to have the crazy matchup. Sometimes Derek White's going to get hot. One of these days, Drew Holiday is going to get hot, and he's going to drop a 30-piece, and, and somebody's going to have to step back. And if it's Jalen again, then it's Jalen again. And if it's if it's Tatum in one of these, then it's Tatum. But whichever it is, it's, it's okay. And I, I'm hoping that these last two games show Jalen that it's okay when you have a bad night or a bad shooting night, or if it's a night where you just get the 11 shots, right? Because there's a night here where you get 24. So a great game from Jalen Brown and a great overall game from Jalen Brown and a great overall game from Jason Tatum, who in the first half, which is 
attacking in the post. These guys were really, really great in the post. And I think I was having a conversation with somebody. Uh, I've had a couple of conversations recently with people from other teams about how the Celtics are, are going to be using the post. And I've gotten the same reactions like, go ahead. The, you know, the league was, is happy to give you the post. You can have all the post ups you want. And I'm like, you know what? No, you're not getting it. Jason Tatum in the post is a problem. Jay, uh, uh, Christoph's Porzingis in the post is a problem. Even Holiday every once in a while can be a problem. It's like saying, we'll give you all the mid-range jumpers you want. But if you're giving those mid-range jumpers to Kevin Durant, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we can't do that because Kevin Durant is a god at mid-range jumpers. And, so, and there are other players who are the same. you got to understand that Jason Tatum, as this season progresses, is going to get better and better in the post. And it's not like we are asking for Kevin McHale, right? This is not a Kevin McHale situation. The Celtics need Tatum to, yes, score in the post. He's going to score on some fadeaways, some turnarounds. Yeah, that's going to happen. But also, he's going to pass out of the post. Also, Jason Tatum, when he gets the ball that close to the paint, is going to draw a ton of attention, and he's going to be able to make plays. And I asked Joe Mazzula afterwards about the post play, and he's like, I love that we are able to make plays. We're not going into the post just to score. We're going in there to make plays for others. Now, Porzingis was in there to score. <laughs> Tatum said after the game that uh, with Gafford out, Porzingis was the tallest guy on the court by a mile. So you just throw it up there and you let him score. And now you have to double Porzingis and then he finds Jason Tatum in the corner for an open three-pointer. That's the power of the post. That's the power of the post. I will I will fight people about post play. Now, I understand. I'm a little biased. I was a former post player. I love low post play. I think it can be very, very effective. But I am also not stupid, despite what some people might think. I'm not an idiot. I understand that this isn't the, the heyday of Hakeem Olajuwon and... Um, you know, Kevin McHale and the Jack Sigma and all of those guys, the, the, the big guys who had moves in the post and were basically freaking tap dancing their way to, to points. That's not going to happen in, in the modern NBA. Post play is about backing people down, drawing attention, and then making a play. Are you shooting uh, over a double team? Are you trying to draw a double team so you can get the shot off and maybe either you make it or you allow a team to get an offensive rebound? Are you opening things up for a teammate? The Celtics in the post were very, very good. And I think post play is going to be a key element for the Celtics moving forward. Despite what other people in the league might say, despite what people might in general say about post play, it's here. It's not back in the same way that it used to be, but it's back against mismatches. It's back against certain defenses, and it's back in order to make plays and set teams up. You got the right guys to do it, you do it. And Tatum and Porzingis are the right guys to do it. So I'm very happy about the post play. That was a lot of fun to watch. Other things that I liked. Um, very nice to see the Wizards shot 11 of 36 from three, just 30.6%. So we don't have to have that um, that conversation anymore right now. The, the Celtics had two big performances against them. And uh, in the first couple of games, now the Wizards, who are terrible, uh, but capable capable of getting hot from three, and they never did. So that was good. And I want to shout out the home crowd, which I mean, by that I mean the Boston crowd that was here at the Capital One Arena. 
this this place was basically half Celtics fans. I, I had more people come up to me to talk, say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast here at the arena than I have in any game at home." Like so many people on the road. Um, I think that's probably like a function of when people are on the road, they seek out they seek out as much Boston Celtics content as they can. You're probably more likely to listen to the podcast. But it was still super cool to see all of the Celtics fans. At one point, Tatum was on, you know, it was the fourth quarter, and he was at the bench, and he was waving to the crowd. And I looked, and half the people in the three sections behind the bench, more than that actually, were waving back to him. It was really, really fun to watch. So shout out to all the people who uh, come out and support this team on the road. All right, things I didn't like. I'm saving it for last. Uh, this is probably where a lot of people drop off, but there are things to talk about here as well. So I'll be talking about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. The Game Time app is going to help you get last-minute tickets for a good price. I used the Game Time app on Saturday. I got to D.C. a little bit early. I was looking for something to do. My wife and I said, well, let's see. And, oh, wow, look, Mar Marcus Smart and the Memphis Grizzlies are in town. Well, because I was with my wife, I wanted to buy the tickets. I'm not, I wasn't going to use a media pass. So I logged on to the Game Time app. I used the code LOCKEDONNBA, and I got myself $20 off my first purchase. I got last-minute tickets. I got a good deal on those. I got great seats, and it's very simple. So all you got to do is download the Game Time app, Create an account. Use Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Very simple. Locked On NBA. L O C K E D. Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You get your last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. You get zone deals. You get to see what your your view is from your seat. They put all the prices up front, so you don't think, oh, I'm paying $125 for this, and then you go check out. It's like, oh no, it's $175. You got all the fees and everything up front so you know you're getting a great deal you buy the tickets in seconds with two taps comes directly to your phone it was the easiest buying experience for me so go check it out the game time app use code locked on nba you're gonna get 20 dollars off your first purchase thank you for making locked on celtics your first listen every day go check out locked on fantasy basketball josh lloyd is going to have you covered there uh, for all your fantasy basketball needs. And of course, I'd love to have you here on the Locked On Celtics podcast with post-game podcasts coming up Wednesday against the Indiana Pacers and on Saturday night, bonus podcast, because that's what I do. I drop bonus podcasts for you whenever uh, they play. So next week, next week, I'm podcasting for seven straight days, leading me into the following week. So it's going to be at least a 13 straight podcast. No one's dropping this much podcasting on you. Come on. Uh, things I didn't like. Let's wrap up the show with the things I didn't like. And it's simply the fourth quarter, which is uh, I'm going to call it up right here. And hopefully my, my computer doesn't explode. Uh, <laughs> so Sam Hauser played the entire fourth quarter. The Celtics lost it by 14. So they were outscored 32 to 18. So that tells you they, the Celtics still won the game by 19. That's how far up they were. But Joe Mazzulla had to call a timeout late in the fourth quarter to, to stop a, a Wizards run. Now, I think last year he might have put Tatum back in to close this out or one of his starters back in to close it out. But this year he just kind of let it just let it ride. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and, and be like, "Oh my God, everything's so horrible with the bench." 
it's three games, but obviously there's something that they need more work. They need more work together. Uh, in the fourth quarter, oh, well, overall, like Peyton Pritchard, I hate to tell you guys, I hate to tell you that I told you about Peyton Pritchard. I hate to tell you that the all this talk about him being sixth man of the year was way too premature, that it wasn't going to go the way you think it did. And this is part of it. He was an 0 for in this game, 25 minutes, 0 for 8. Uh, but he did other things. And this is the Peyton Pritchard experience here. This is what this is what the Celtics are going to need him to do. The other things like seven rebounds and six assists and you know, and a steal. Like he is, I'm he is a very capable, he's part of the rotation, he's a winning type of player. All of that stuff is true. All I'm saying is he was never, ever, ever gonna score the way he scored in the preseason. But he needs, he still needs to score. He was 0 for 8, 0 for 6 in this game. And in the fourth quarter, 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, that's that's not going to cut it. Sam Hauser was 2 of 8 from 3 in the fourth quarter, 2 of 9 overall. So uh, Hauser at this point is shooting uh, about 17% from 3. Not a big deal, right? Because Hauser is capable of going 5 for 5 against the Indiana Pacers. If I told you right now, Hauser's going five for five against the Pacers, is that the most outrageous thing you're going to hear? No, he's fully capable of that. And because it's such a small sample size, if he shoots five of five against the Pacers, then he's shooting 40% for the season because it's only four games. So I will say that we got to take a lot of this stuff with the grain of salt, right? The bench Still struggling. The bench is still trying to work its way into some kind of comfort level. I didn't like the fourth quarter. I didn't like how they uh, they they lost that lead. I didn't like that Joe Mazzula had to call that timeout. I didn't like any of that stuff. But I'm also not going to be worried about it. A lot of people might be more worried about it than I am. I don't think that's necessary because this is a team that as I've said, I don't think the preseason meant the whole hell of a lot for these guys. I think the preseason was kind of meaningless for these guys. They they didn't face anybody. These bench guys went up against other, you know, benches, and Peyton had, like, tons of opportunity and was great. He's not getting that opportunity. Like, he got garbage time here, and, and okay, he missed some shots, all right. Uh, but he's not getting that opportunity all the time. Hauser is, at this point, I think we have to expect him to be a streaky shooter. He's just, and that's what three-point shooting is, right? Three-point shooters are are generally going to be kind of streaky by nature because the three is a high-variance shot. I don't think people understand how far away that shot is sometimes. Like you see it on TV and you're used to it. But I'm just sitting there at shoot-around. Uh, I'm at Georgetown University watching these guys shoot three-pointers and just – on the floor level, watching it pretty close, and you're like, God, that is a long way away. And any little variance, any little thing can cause that shot to go off. It's very difficult. So if if Hauser doesn't have the confidence in his shot right now, and it's a little bit off, it's it's fine. I think the worst thing that they can do is say, all right, well, you're sitting. Shvi Mikhailik, get in there. Now, Shvi got in there and started firing himself, and he ended up with, uh, in five minutes, three points, one of two from three. Um, 
I don't think you take a shooter out just because he's missing shots. I think you take a shooter out if the missed shots lead to other mistakes. And I don't think we're at that point with Hauser because he is doing other things. He had five rebounds in this game. He had three offensive rebounds. No, I'm sorry. He had eight rebounds. He had three offensive rebounds. And a lot of that stuff came early on. Like I was really impressed with some of his early um, his early performance because he was on the board. The first through third quarter, he had um, two offensive rebounds. Uh, and four rebounds overall. So I think in the 13 minutes in the first through third quarters where he only took one shot, he did a lot of these other things that were that were important. Uh, he even had a block shot. That's I mean, that's – if Hauser's not doing that other stuff, then, yeah, bench him. But Hauser is doing that other stuff. So let the shooter keep on shooting through that. It's It's three games into the season. Nothing is definitive. I'm very happy that the Celtics are showing growth, growth in their fourth quarter execution, growth now in uh, how they performed against a bad team. They're showing growth in a lot of different areas, still not perfect, and the bench is part of that not perfect thing. Let them figure it out. This is the time to see exactly what fits and what doesn't. When December rolls around, December 15th, and you can start making trades, if nothing has changed by then, then Brad Stevens knows he's got a job to do. Uh, but until then, let's let the, the natural progression of this thing happen. This is a time to be patient with the bench, patient with the guys that you know who can perform, and let's see. Let's see if they can figure it out. Give them time because the preseason didn't give them anything. How many times did these guys play alongside Tatum and Brown and all of that stuff? It's a much different type of basketball. It's a much different feel being out there with Tatum and Brown and being a supporting cast member for that. They need the time to figure that out. So give it to them. I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to sit here and say I'm happy with a 126-107 win over Washington. Now you're 3-0. and You feel good. You got uh, a, the seventh best offense in the league. You're putting up points, even though the bench hasn't been contributing to a ton of that. Let it happen. I, I think we're all going to be happy with it in the end. So I'll be back tomorrow. More podcasts. Like I said, I got more podcasts than anybody. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you are commenting on the YouTube page. And I would love it if you everydayers, the so many everydayers that I met here at the Capital One Arena, that it was so, so cool. I would love it if you now take that next step and share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.